Hey everyone, before this episode starts, we have to thank our sponsors, as always, Ed Foote and Jennifer Cook. Thank you both so much. You guys are great fans. I love talking to both of them. Uh, they're really cool. And they sponsored us over at uh, patreon.com slash I hate horror. All right. So this episode is gremlins. This was actually the first episode we recorded. Uh, we recorded gremlins and then deathbed and we released them opposites. <laughs> um, so actually, but you'll actually hear like my nose is, uh, my nose was still healing from the surgery at this. I mean, I know we record on the same day, my nose was still healing. So it's like, it was like really weird and stuffy during gremlins for some reason. It actually ended up clearing up. Um, so you might hear that. So if you're grossed out, I'm super sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it, otherwise it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty good episode. Pretty good Christmas special. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Hanukkah, as we said last week. Um, and whatever else you celebrate or don't celebrate, I hope you had a nice December. Um, it is actually Christmas day right now. It just turned midnight. Um, and, uh, you know, this is going to be our third year of the show or this was our third year of the show. And, and, uh, the, you know, the, I just want to say thank you to all of our fans. It's been so crazy and so awesome. And I can't thank you all enough. And there's so many of you I want to thank personally. Um, I mean, Preston Slayton and Casey Cotter. Uh, thank you guys. They actually sent us gifts like, well, like, thank you. Like, that's just so fucking nice of you guys. Um, and the rest of our fans, you know, fans that have helped us get shows like DJ Intel. Um, I, I, I see now I'm naming names like an asshole, uh, but because I appreciate all of you guys, like, it, like I could name drop a, a million of you guys just for talking to me, for hitting me up, for, um, offering to help me for like, fucking one of our fans, Rob, it like got me on this like amazing diet and like answered like 8 billion questions from me one day. Like it's crazy. Like this community we have. And, um, so thank you all so much for that. Like th that really means so much to us. And, um, I also want to thank, <laughs> and I have to do this. I could never do this on the show or in front of Joe. Um, cause he would lose his fucking mind, like lose his fucking mind. Um, like I can't tell you how bad he'd roll his eyes. I want to thank Joe. Um, like I was listening to this gremlins episode and there's a couple points where he makes me laugh so fucking hard. And in deathbed too, deathbed, that guy, that guy is the funniest person I know. And I can't imagine doing a show without him. I definitely can't. If Joe ever left the show, it's dead. Um, I just, I love that guy so much and he's so fucking funny and he's such a good friend to me and um i really appreciate it and yeah so this is a thank you to joe that i hope he never hears because he pro he'd probably gonna be so fucking angry <laughs> that i'm doing this uh and he'd probably also be mad like i mean he'd be fucking mad that i was i was being uh sweet about him but he'd also be mad because he'd be like well I, like i feel like he'd want to also say something nice about me but i don't i don't want to hear it <laughs> um I just want to, yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there. Like, Joe's, like, the greatest human, uh, like, one of the greatest humans I know. And um, I really appreciate everything he does for the show. And, 
yeah, there's just, yeah, there's no one I'd rather do this with. He, 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 he gets it. He gets me and it's, it's phenomenal. And we like, we weren't super tight when we started the show and like, he is hands down my best friend at this point. Like there's no one else like, you know, he's, he's amazing. So, um, I just wanted to throw that out there, put that out into the universe on this Christmas day. So, <laughs> all right, guys, that's enough of this bullshit. So, um, gremlins next. Enjoy. Just sitting around watching horror movies all fucking day. Okay, I stopped paying attention in class. I was thinking about the adventures of Ash, about the misfortune of sending kids to Crystal Lake. Became addicted straight away with the initial tape. God bless Betamax. VHS, holy like Amanda Kruger. I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper. I started craving more just like Larry the Looter. I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers. Through computers, magazines, a bunch of stores. Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more. I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards five times a day or even more. I loved the gore. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah ended yesterday. No, it started yesterday. Wait, no, it started the 12th. We're talking about in the future. Because this is Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I think it's over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it ends the day before Christmas. Oh, well, whatever. Wait, no, that can't be right. Eight nights? It started Monday. This is oh, 12th? Yeah, yeah, so it's not. Well, <laughs> when we record Deathbed. Is there that, any Hanukkah horror movies? I'm sure like Full Moon has one that's <laughs> probably like. The Dreidel Man? Yeah, like <laughs> Dreidel Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah Harry's like whatever <laughs> they make the shittiest fucking movies but yeah no it's uh I don't know I don't think there's any Goldberg is in Santa's sleigh and Goldberg's Jewish <laughs> that is true I don't think that's I mean he plays Santa counts. so <laughs> all right well anyway um special episode today friends let me introduce myself Miller's the name, Sean Miller. That's me there on the corner. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a podcast, I'm a podcaster, and I have a story to tell. I know who hasn't got a story. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's got a story like this one. Nobody. It all started here in Chinatown. I was trying to move a little podcast, maybe find a present for my kid. And I tried this one place. That place is Gremlins. What year was this made? 84. 84. Right. When was it? And the second one was 92? <clears throat> or 90. It was that? They took a long time off, though. Might have been 92. Hulkster was in it. Uh, yeah, Hulkster 90. was in it. He yells at the uh, gremlins in the movie theater for, for <laughs> fucking up the, the film. The second one was 1990. The first one was... Oh, the first one's playing nearby. Nice. December 23rd. We should go. Um, 1984. Yeah, we just watched it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it again. Um, Gremlins, 1984, a huge part of our childhood. Yes. Huge part. I actually had the uh, Gremlins 2 coloring book. 
Really? I don't know why I remember that, but I did. That's interesting. I do know why, because my dad was pissed about it, because I wasn't, <laughs> he didn't want me watching Gremlins. My grandma bought it for me. He didn't want you watching Gremlins? My dad <clears throat> didn't want me watching anything. My parents so showed Spanish me... Channel, well, they <laughs> clad women. <laughs> <laughs> my parents let me watch it um, very early, because I don't know why, because it destroyed me. Gremlins did? Yes. How come? It terrified the shit out of me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like little Giz getting melted and shit. Like, that really fucked me up as a kid. So, um, written by Christopher Columbus. Yes, Home Alone writer. Oh, my gosh. Harry Potter director. And producer. Adventures in babysitting, maybe? Um, I know he did Little Nemo. He did Young Sherlock. Goonies he did, I think. He wrote Goonies. Okay. Um, I don't know if he did Adventures in babysitting, though. But he's amazing. Amazing guy. I remember as a kid always seeing his name being like Christopher Columbus. Dude, and like that guy, that's how that I know him. Payroll must be massive. Yes. Massive. And directed by Joe Dante. Yes. Good old by him before. The I mean, herbs. Does everything pretty much good, like small soldiers. I like small soldiers. I loved small soldiers <laughs> when I saw it. I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd be furious though. Fucking furious. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, so did I. It's really good. Um, at that time, I still don't think it's going to be good now. Um, but yeah, Joe Dante and uh, Christopher Columbus team up for Gremlins. And Steven Spielberg is what? Just the producer? I think so, yeah. Man, what a fucking team, though, behind this. Yeah. And you can tell. The movie is... It, it's very well made. It's insanely well made. What do you call those animatronics? The puppetry? Yeah, animatronics. Awesome. Insane. Yeah. And it's like... Really shows no flaws in 2017. No, it doesn't, and it also really has no business working. Like it, the no. whole concept is like <laughs> having all those guys, like the little gremlins, in like a movie theater. Yeah, that should be disastrous. It's not though. That's that's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching this. I was like, if you take away all the key pieces behind it, like Spielberg, there's no way this movie fucking works. That and it was it was that movie theater scene. I was like, this is so fucking corny and stupid and weird. Like, like they're like, oh, all the gremlins are in the theater watching movies. Like they don't know how to operate the fucking projector. <laughs> I mean, they end up getting it to work, but like you're like, what the fuck is this? Well, we'll get there. I was gonna make. A, I'll say it now. And they all somehow know the lyrics to "Hi Ho." It's it's weird. Here we they go. just like threw everything out there. It it really didn't matter. And we talk about it a lot, where. These these good movies that we talk about will say things will say, you know, we'll, we'll be like, I'm trying to think about like what we always say. It's I don't know. It's like the pacing and the characters. They have so many characters and the way they just introduce them, though. That's why it's hard to talk about these good movies is because it just moves, right? And there's so many scenes where they'll just introduce these characters to you. They're throwing these characters in your face. And you have to write them down because... They're significant to the plot. But they're totally insignificant because they're introducing them casually and not just throwing it in your face and and saying, oh, here's this lady. She'll be a key later. Like, they just... Right, but they are integral to the plot. Oh, 100%. But they do it so casually. They make every scene matter. That's the problem. Every scene matters, even though we don't need to talk about it on the show. But then that's why it's hard to talk about these good movies. It's because it seems like you have to write literally everything down. My notes are way more than uh, Deathbed. 
Yes, because <laughs> deathbed made no fucking sense. Okay, and that's the thing. It's 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 interesting. I just love this. So um, we meet Rand Peltzer at the beginning. That's where my little speech came from. Rand Peltzer. He's a inventor. He invents. He's invented two items. Oh no, he's invented more than that. But his main one is the uh, bathroom buddy. Yeah. Which is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> no one would ever buy. Why wouldn't you just care? So it like pops out a razor. It's the dumbest thing I've but ever it, heard. But it's an actual razor. Like you have to take it out of the thing yeah. and then just use yeah. it as a razor. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just bring a razor? Of course you would. <laughs> uh, I mean, this thing is larger than a little tote that you would carry with all your shit in it. So you would just you carry just a little tote. tote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the idea is terrible, but I guess that's the point of Rand Peltzer. He's uh, he's not a great inventor. He, but no, he, he, mean, he, mean, <laughs> he means well, he means well. And the reason, you know, I mean, we know the, the Gremlins plot. I was a little fuzzy on it because my memory is dog shit. But, you know, I, you see him at the beginning and you're like, oh, yeah, he, he's definitely going to go get a present for his kid. That's why he's in Chinatown. But that's not the case. He's in Chinatown. He's talking to this kid and he, he's saying, um, you know, oh, is this the shop? Is this the shop? And the kid brings him inside, and the grandfather he meets the grandfather, and the grand and then he immediately starts pitching this bathroom buddy to him, and that's why he's there. He's not there. I mean, I guess the present's secondary, but he's really there to sell the bathroom buddy. Which I don't know why he would think that this underground occult shop would sell the bathroom buddy. <laughs> also, why aren't there any of these real occult shops in the world? I mean, because they wouldn't sell anything, but. Like shops that sell actual mogwais? Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> but also just these weird shops that have, I don't know, like 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 this. Like, There's no shop like this. Or the one that's in uh, Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> where they bring the um, Uncle Rumpel statue. And, <laughs> and she's like, oh, God, what do we do with this? And it's just a witch that works there. Right, of course. And oh, this, they exist. <laughs> I got to find some. <laughs> um... So he's trying to sell him the bathroom, buddy. Doesn't work, though. Grandpa's not interested. And then we hear this little cry in the background, and it's it's little it's a little gizmo. One of the things that I noticed in this, in the 80s, they just did things way better. They didn't wait. I feel like if they made Gremlins today, you wouldn't see gizmo it's until- the second act? Yeah, yeah, at least. And maybe at the beginning of, like, the third act. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just crazy. And this one, they're- you don't see him right now, but you hear his crying, and he's already cute. And you literally, you'll see him in five minutes, though. Yeah, full fledged. Just he is very cute. Gizmo's the, the cutest, the animal. cutest critter on earth. If there's any fake animal that I would ever want to it's, own, it's it's Gizmo. It's, Gizmo. Yeah. it's amazing. He's, he's so like who designed that fucking thing? I know. Beautiful little guy. Uh, <laughs> Rand goes and checks out it, and we hear the Mogwai song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he offers $100 for Gizmo, and the little boy is freaking out like he's never seen a $100. They have That shop has never made a sale. <laughs> and, and grandfather is, you know, he says no. Mr. Wing. Mr. Wing. And, uh, oh, it's Wing? Yeah. That's where it comes from. Okay. Um, then Rand offers him 200 bucks, And I'm still thinking in my head that this is insane. This guy should just ask for $1,000 because he'd get it from literally anybody. Uh, but they say, Mogwai's not for sale. Sorry, pal. Little kid walks up to him, though, and 
hatches out a plan. Meet me outside. Bring the cash, and I'll give you the magwai. Just don't tell. Just don't tell Gramps. All right. And he tell he gives them the magwai. They exchange it perfectly fine. And he teaches him the three rules of a magwai. No bright lights. No bright lights. Don't get them wet. Nope. Don't feed them after midnight. He'll die in the lights. And then we don't know what will happen with the wet and the food. But they say the most important rule, no matter what, is never feed them after midnight. Which I know people have talked about this all the time. When is after midnight? Isn't all the time after midnight? Listen to me. I'm of that belief. Yeah. And this is what I tried to bring up to you in that fucking Idle Hands episode. What time zone are we talking about either? What time zone? That, that's, that is a good point. And Idle Hands answered that question perfectly when she <laughs> said, I forget what she said. It was the, the Druid hours. Yeah, like <laughs> Druid, Druid standard time. Yeah, but this something. does not answer that. No, no. Magwai time? Who knows what, who knows what right. time they're on. But yeah, I know. It makes no sense. I mean, obviously, we're picking apart the most, <laughs> the most overused trope in the history of movies, which is midnight. <laughs> yeah, the concept of after midnight. But uh, yeah, and then we immediately get Christmas. The snow's coming down, Christmas. I hate that fucking song. <laughs> I, you, it really pumps me up, that song. Why? I don't know. It gets me all jazzed up. It, 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 you are ready for Christmas when that song plays. What's your favorite Christmas song? Me? Yeah. Uh, none. <laughs> I don't know. Backdoor Santa <laughs> by Clarence Carter. All right. Well, fair enough. Christmas spliff by Uncle Luke. You're not, dude. I, I've never heard that, but it's got to be the filthiest. It's Christmas really not. Song. Oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah. It's off an album called Uncle Luke's like X-rated Christmas. Or something like well, that. of course it is. <laughs> Anything Uncle Luke related is X-rated. He's got a boat full of prostitutes. <laughs> You're not allowed to get out unless you blow somebody. You've seen that Jay-Z interview, right? The greatest. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so the movie's already hard to talk about just because they they jump right into it. You're meeting characters. You meet a sheriff in this opening scene that you don't see till way later. And that's the genius of, of a good movie. That's how you structure a good movie. And I don't know why people don't take more note of that. And the lady at the bank. Yep. She comes Every, back later on. Everything happens here. It's amazing. It's really amazing, really. It made me really appreciate good movies because they throw the sheriff in and you kind of all it is is just setting up his attitude. That's really what this mm-hmm. beginning is. He's kind of a no nonsense, just no frills kind of guy. And that's all it is. Bing, bang, boom. He's out. Forget him. And then he'll come back later on and not even for that long. It's a, you, I just don't understand how people can fuck up the formula. <laughs> When it's laid out in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But I guess it's pretty easy. It's easier said than done, probably. Um, we meet Billy, our lead, our lead fellow. Who plays him? Zach Galligan. Zach Galligan. This is in Galligan. Yeah, I never pronounce his last name properly. It's one of those ones I never actually read it. I just assume it's like Gallagher. I think it is Gallagher. Galagus. Galagus. Wait, the Galactus. Galagus. <laughs> is that a game? Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> and we meet Mr. Butterman. Is that his name? Butterman? Mm, sounds right. <laughs> all their names? Futterman. Futterman. Yeah. They all, every person that said the name of all the characters said it differently. It's the same thing with the woman at the bank. Like three people said her name and I swore it was different every time. <laughs> uh, Mr. Futterman, though, is his neighbor. And he's, he, he informs us that Billy's a comic strip creator. 
which doesn't come into play till Gremlins 2. <laughs> also, how old is Billy supposed to be? Because they treat him like he's six. They, <laughs> he's they literally very old. treat him like a slow person. Like but He's not. He's not at all. He's perfectly capable. He's fine. He works at a bank. Yeah. But everyone is like, oh, Billy, can you please <laughs> go to your room? It's, it's insane. And his room is actually decorated like a child's also. Yeah. <laughs> and he hangs out with children. Like, I think yeah, he does. Because Corey, Fel- Corey Feldman <laughs> Corey is his best is friend. friend. <laughs> and there's like a 10-year age gap. Actually, I'm going to look up the actor's ages. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so fucking crazy. I thought the same thing. But his room is decorated like a child. He lives in the attic. It's very Do you childish. think the creators just didn't know? Like, he was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm eight. <laughs> That would be alarming. But I mean, he works at a fucking bank. Oh, you know what though? Why is he? Why is he bringing the dog to the bank? That's what I was just about to fucking say. I was about to say, you know, what? maybe this guy does need to be he treated like a needs. child. <laughs> maybe he does need to be treated like a child because what? What adult thinks it's okay to bring your dog to work and keep it under your keep it under your fucking desk as you work at the bank? Dude, there's a seven year age gap between the actors of Corey Feldman and Zach Allen, <laughs> and they're hanging out together. And I'm pretty sure. Corey Feldman was supposed to be playing younger than he was. Do you know what I mean? I think his character was supposed to be younger than Corey Feldman. Yeah, because he was filming. 13 at the time of the movie. Okay. Well, I guess that was probably right around what he was Probably like a few I, years I younger. Like, yeah, like yeah, 10. Yeah, 10. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's really bizarre. And that's his best friend. Yeah. Like, Corey's parents should be very concerned. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like, he yeah, should not yeah, be yeah. allowed there. Yeah. And honestly, Billy's parents should also <laughs> think, hey. Billy. Well, you've seen Billy's dad. Stop. <laughs> Thinks that fucking piece of shit contraption is a good idea. <laughs> Dude brings it to a convention with like robots and shit <laughs> and thinks he's going to win a prize. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so those are our characters. <laughs> Mr. Futterman hates foreign cars. Who hates foreign cars more, Mr. Futterman or Paul's, or Paul's dad? dad. <laughs> Paul, Paul's dad. <laughs> Wouldn't let me Paul, park in his driveway. Paul's dad does not like foreign cars and uh, has a rule that you cannot park in his driveway Correct. with a foreign car. His friends and family must park in he's, the street. He's moved cars to his neighbor's driveway <laughs> that were foreign just parked in there. <laughs> it's so incredible. But Mr. Futterman also hates him. He... Billy drives a, a Volkswagen, I think it is, and Mr. Futterman, even after Billy's like, oh, see you later, Mr. Should Futterman. I text Paul's dad right now and ask him who hates cars more, him or Mr. Futterman? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what he says? Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Futterman, even after Billy leaves, is just mumbling about how big of a foreign piece of shit this car is. He's just like, well, a foreign piece of shit. He's just... Furious about it. <laughs> Just mental about it. Also, Mr. Futterman drives a fucking Those bucket bucket loader yes. around town. He claims it's for shoveling snow. Sorry, I'm turning off my phone here. Um, he claims it's for shoveling snow, but he's driving it around as his as his personal vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> he drives it to the bar one night. <laughs> um don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. We meet, uh, after that we meet. My, my wife took my notes again for Gremlins because I was holding the baby during the watching. And like, instead of dog, there's just a dog emoji. And there's a snowman emoji. <laughs> that confuses the <laughs> shit out of me. That's why I'm, I'm talking about it now. Oh. What the hell is this? <laughs> um, we meet the uh, love interest too. Here. Phoebe Cates? Yes. Yeah. What's her name in the movie? Do you know? Um, I'm sure I wrote they, it down somewhere. Bar- Kate. Kate? Yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that. Um, she's a cutie. Has a really puffy dress on, though. <laughs> with a, like, the it's like a Victorian dress. It's really big. She was huge in the 80s, and then she just kind of disappeared. Yeah, she's she's great. Oh, she was um, in Drop Dead Fred, right? Yep, and uh, Fast Times. Yeah. I think she's married to someone famous. Kevin Klein, maybe. Oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, I was correct. Kevin Klein? Yeah, the guy from Wild Wild West. Yeah, that's that guy sucks. <laughs> that guy's not attractive. Phoebe, give me a call sometime. I'm, whatever. Um, well, we were introduced to her. She has giant puffy sleeves. That's all we need to know about her. Then we meet Mrs. Deagle. Yes. Who is the town Grinch. And She's Phoebe. a piece of crap. <laughs> Phoebe, Kate, in the movie Kate, kind of explains Miss Deagle's deal, which is uh, she's a real, yeah, piece of crap. She's, she's just trying to shut down literally every local business. She's trying to shut down the bar, which we're also informed everyone's parents get engaged, <laughs> which is a great joke for like small towns. I think I'm sure a lot of people have been engaged at the Vic house in our town. My wife, <laughs> Jesus, my wife's uh, notes refer to this woman as witch lady. <laughs> well, your wife is a saint, so she probably believes that this is that was such evil an incarnate. Yeah. <laughs> She must have thought that this was, like, the worst human being on Earth. <laughs> Mrs. Deagle is the town grants. She's trying to shut down everything. She hates everyone. She comes storming in and screaming at Billy about the dog breaking her... B- 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 I don't even know. <laughs> but it was like a country that started with a B. What is it? Bolivian, Bolivian snowman or something like that. And Billy's like... Billy's, like, oh, no, 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 what? And she's, and it, I think Billy offers her money. She's like, I don't want money. I want your dog. And the reason she wants the dog is because she wants to torture it. Yes. Like, and statistically ab- abuse it. <laughs> she says that she wants to kill the dog in the most slow, painful way yes. possible. <laughs> insane. Ridiculous. The most insane thing you could ever say. Could you imagine? What was this rated? Was this PG or PG-13? It had to be PG-13. Although it no, was 84. Um, it, it's PG. Because uh, Red Dawn was the first PG-13 movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, The More You Know, which might have been That's crazy. the same year. Probably. But. It had to have been close. Um, that's insane that this is PG. Could you imagine putting in a PG movie a, a, a line like that about <laughs> slowly murdering a kid's dog? I do, I've seen old PG movies with like straight boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean... Everyone loves Monster Squad, but it's probably the most offensive movie 
<laughs> ever made. They say, I mean, I don't even want to say. Oh, yeah. it. They say no. the f word, gay sl- gay slurs, fat kid. A character's name is fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking mental. <laughs> That's fucking mental. And one of the kids smokes cigarettes. A, like a 14-year-old kid smokes cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, it's still like one of my favorite movies of all time. But anyone pretending that that's movies okay for children is fucking insane. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is PG. That's crazy. Uh, meanwhile, we see that the dog is under the table and apparently can understand English. <laughs> because he gets fucking pissed at the lady for talking shit. And... Uh, Jumps over the table and starts attacking her and frankly proving her point. This dog should probably be put down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that happens today, that dog's the dog attacked her. It was like biting her arm. And everyone's like, whoa, crazy dog. <laughs> I would sue. Oh, it was her bank, though. So right. I guess you're not going to sue the bank. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, and Billy's trying to make excuses for this dog, literally trying to murder her. She throws something out there about her dad being his dad being a loser. Yeah. Which they don't really even tackle later. The mom. La- I just think everyone knows his inventions suck. Yeah, and he like owes money. I'm I'm guessing because later the mom says something sh- sh- along the lines of she she says she said I I talked to Mrs. Deagle but about your dad but we won't get into it now and then that's, that's the last we hear about it. It was about the house payments or something, right? I don't know. Do they talk about it later? I must It'd be not cool be- if I can see my notes, but my oh. computer's still booting <laughs> up. So. Uh, we also meet Judge Reinhold. Yep. He's a real Judge Reinhold is shit. a perfect dick. Yeah. He, like, when he plays an asshole, this is a bit like the Santa Claus. Yes. And I think Craig Kilborn missed the boat on being the... On being Judge Reinhold? Being Judge Reinhold too. <laughs> yeah. The new generation's Judge Reinhold. <laughs> he kind of plays that in one of those movies, Wedding Crashers. I never watched it all the way through, Wedding Crashers. He's in that, right? That Craig Kilborn. I think he plays... A Judge Reinhold type asshole in Wedding Crashers. I think he's married to one of the women. I watch it be Judge Reinhold. <laughs> uh, but I think he's married to. I never finished Wedding Crashers. Have you ever seen Wedding Crashers? I did when it came out. Yeah, like I, I never finished it or anything. But um, I'm pretty sure he's in it. He plays an asshole. But he he's he plays Judge Reinhold. He is a Judge Reinhold. He's not. He's in an old school. Maybe thinking of old school. Oh, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Who's in, um, I think it's wedding. I think it's Bradley Cooper. Cause he's the asshole that's married to somebody and they play tackle football. Okay. So I must be, th- I'm thinking of old school. That's what I'm thinking. I also don't remember old school. Cause I, I hate Will Ferrell. I hate, I hate all the, that whole, like, I hate wedding crashers. Yeah. Dude, it's like three hours long. Yes. That period was awful. For comedies, it was yeah. just like long at 40 year old virgin. All right. But it was still two and a half hours. No, no, that I agree with. <laughs> but then, like everything after, like Knocked Up, Knocked Up's like a fucking miniseries. And I also think those movies would be amazing if they were an hour and a half. Cut, uh, yes, just more put jokes. in the laughs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut out all the bullshit. <sighs> it's so it was such a weird period. Yeah, I don't know. And I remember people getting tired of it, and then I remember comedians lashing out about it, being like, "Oh, go fuck yourselves." We'll make two and a half hour movies, and then they stop making two and a half hour comedies. Yeah, because eventually people stop going. Because <laughs> yeah, because because those people were correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Judge Reinhold finds Billy at the bar. Judge Reinhold worked at the bank also, and Billy's just at the bar drawing cartoons. Again, maybe Billy is a child. 
in a man's body. He's sitting at a bar drawing a cartoon of his boss that he doesn't like as a dragon. Like, no, you fucking bitch. I'll show you. I'm going to draw you as a, as a monster. Wait a minute. Billy Billy should not be left alone. Billy needs a caretaker. I'm, I was just going to Google Like, if I fucking computer would turn on, I would Google, like, is something wrong with Billy from Gremlins? <laughs> there has to be, like, a theory or, like, an obvious explanation. Dude, there's theories about everything now. Um, So Judge Reinhold finds him at the bar drawing cartoons and tells him he was going to be fired. He just says straight up. He's like, you know what? You know who's going to get fired today? And Billy's like, who? It's like, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And then the waitress comes over, who was, who's Kate. Kate is also a waitress part-time. And Judge Reinhold is talking down to her in the worst, talking to her like she is the biggest piece of shit on earth, <laughs> saying that her job pays nothing, why she even does it. He makes a joke about the owner docking her pay. And he's like, well, if there was anything to dock from, making all these jokes. And then he's like, so, baby, when are you going to come? <laughs> then he asks her out on a date. He's like, when are you going to come see my place? <laughs> it was like stunned that she would say no. Yeah. And his big selling point is he has cable TV. <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, baby, I've got cable TV. Uh, this town is full of nightmarish fucking people. <laughs> this might be the worst town on earth, frankly. But they do have a Burger King, so good for them. That was some nice product some nice placement. placement. I have that note, too. <laughs> it is the smallest, quaintest town, and there's just a fucking Burger King <laughs> in the middle of the town. It made no sense. Um, Billy goes home, and his dad pops open, pops in. He's got a big old present that's, that is talking. It's saying things and the first thing Billy decides to do is shake it violently. <laughs> he's like, what is it? And you can hear me, 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 me coming from it and he's just shaking it. <laughs> and the dad's like, also this dad is kind of a piece of shit too because he knows what's inside and he kind of lets Billy do this bullshit and then is like, wait, 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 hey, hey, take it easy. Like, you know Billy's gonna shake it and he waits till he's shaking it and then he's like, all right now, boy, like don't shake the well, box. I think his whole family has... <laughs> A couple screws Actually, loose. You're probably right. You're probably right. He also lets the mom take a picture and then it's like, hey, flashes hurt their eyes <laughs> after the fact, after it almost kills the mogwai. Um, so he gives the dad the gift. The dad says he's got to open it now. And little Gizmo pops up. Like we said, just we see Gizmo from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. And but again, another weird factor in all this is this is. As cute as he is, he is a... He's a monster. He's a monster. My, 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 my next thing I was going to say is, why isn't, like... Everyone's somebody so gave that to you. Like, you, maybe at first you'd be like, oh, that's really cute. And you'd be like, wait, is this fucking alive? Like, this is, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I think... I I thought the same thing, right? Like, maybe you think it's cute at first, but I really think if you saw that at first, you'd be like, I'm not touching that. No, you do. Because this is one of those... leave the room. <laughs> yeah, Free, like you'd be like you'd have you, to sit down. You need like, to assure down. me what this is and what it's capable of before I even think it's Dude, cute. Your whole world would change. Like, are you telling me like this is the only thing? That's like, like if you saw a ghost. Yes, like any like mythological creature, like a Bigfoot. Like someone just brought a Bigfoot in your house. A griffin. A griffin. <laughs> Peter Griffin. <laughs> I wish we could tell that story on the show. 
<laughs> we have a f- <laughs> never mind, never mind. Um, so anyway, uh, so everyone's yeah, like you said, everyone is super calm about this. Gizmo pops out, and everyone's like, "Oh, geez, that's really cute." Yeah. It's a monster, though. Yeah. It's a fucking monster. It's something you've never seen on this earth. And as it turns out, it's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> Dude, I never even thought about it like a hundred percent. It's it's basically a weapon. It's like a time bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep something wet and unfed is <laughs> crazy. <impossible. laughs> oh my gosh. Um and everyone is just totally cool with it. And then the idiot mom pulls out a camera, flash goes off, and then the dad's like, Whoa, hey now. Well, now we should probably talk about the rules. Now you've already broken one of them. <laughs> um and then after he tells them the rules, after he explains the lights, the food, they still turn on the lights and like shine it in his face. And Gizmo's like, <laughs> like it freaks the fuck out. It's it's so bizarre why they would do that. And then even after that, Billy's Billy decides to take him upstairs and take him to the bathroom. And the bathroom has the brightest lights on. And, the, and he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> it's crazy. A bunch of mutts. Um and Gizmo's face, the animations in his face are so intricate. They That's are. one thing I kept looking at. Like his little lips just like move. It's crazy. Yeah, it's very well done. I just wish they would make more movies like this now. Fuck CGI. I'm done with it. There's something about that physical no, thing. On, I, no. I'm with you. <clears throat> that looks way better. And sometimes when you're watching CGI, it's easy to be like, oh, bring back practical effects or whatever. But. Really, when you watch one with really good practical effects like this, you really appreciate it because it's, do, it's yeah. there. It's fucking there. It's so different than CGI. Even the best CGI is not like this. I agree. It's crazy. Uh, Billy and Gizmo, you know, they're farting around in the room and he keeps like scaring the shit out of Gizmo. Gizmo falls into the trash can. <laughs> they eventually bond because <laughs> Billy's taping up his like cracked fractured fucking skull that Billy caused <laughs> by flashing lights and shit in his face <laughs> even though he knew the rule Billy it might be the pets <laughs> Billy might be the fucking pets little Corey Feldman shows up though he's he's great in this movie he's really great in everything Corey's great in the 80s Corey owned people don't give him enough credit I don't think for what he did oh, dude the burbs he was great amazing in the burbs the lost boys mm-hmm Oh, he's so good in The Lost Boys. And License to Drive. He's great in <laughs> Friday the 13th. He's okay in that. He's all right. <laughs> he's good. Um, <clears throat> well, Corey Feldman shows up. He goes upstairs into Billy's room where, I don't know, Billy's changing for some reason. <laughs> and Corey finds Giz under the blankets. Um, he puts him on the... His little art table and spills water all over. Yes. And this is a scene that literally ruined me as a child. I cried my eyes out (laughs) because little Gizmo's face. He's so hurt. Have you ever seen anything in so much fucking pain in your life? It's so crazy. And his back starts bubbling and these little eggs start flying out, these little furry eggs. And the gestational period of of a mogwai is very short. Because these things grow instantly and are immediately Gizmo's size. <laughs> in a matter of moments, they are already in it. And Gizmo is so sad. It, when he hatches these things, it takes out, it takes, it takes life from him. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, 
It's really crazy. And Gizmo's pissed when there's four new ones. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. No, he's he's not happy. He's an only child kind of kid. He, yeah. he doesn't need any fucking siblings. The dad, Billy shows it to the dad, and immediately the dad's like, we could fucking sell Mogwai. He wants to bust out the Mogwai trade, which is really a weird, scummy thing to be the first thing that you think of. <laughs> Let's just sell these monsters to everyone. Um. Billy brings one to a professor. His wait, and this professor is a high school teacher, isn't he? Just a high school teacher, yeah. He's like a, a chemistry teacher. <laughs> That's this is all fucking and bizarre. Because later on, so you see them bizarre. in the school. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I was writing this note, I was like, "Is he a scientist or a professor?" Uh, so he gives it to the professor, who immediately starts, immediately pours water on him like, with an eyedropper. Just to see, just to fuck with him, I guess. <laughs> so fucking asshole. It actually pissed me off. And the professor's, you know, he says, why don't you leave him here so I can run some tests on him? Uh, Billy goes home, but he walks by the bar where we see Mr. Futterman, drunker than a skunk, rambling about gremlins in, in that were planted in American vehicles. Yes. In the war. You know that is a true theory, correct? That there was actual gremlins? Correct. I did not know that was a true theory. You can read. I think it was in World War II was when it stepped. Gremlins were German uh, folklore. Is it? So that would make sense. So, yeah. yeah, So I think I believe it was World War II. And pilots would say that they would see them on their planes. Mm -hmm. And that's what would cause these weird mechanical failures in their planes often. And Americans and Germans would say they would see these things. Really, it was probably losing consciousness at like high altitudes (laughs) and not having proper equipment because it was fucking World War II. They probably... The probably, fact that we had airplanes that were fighting in World War II is crazy. The fact that we have airplanes now yeah, is insane. In general, yeah. It, it's fucking insane. Me and Joe, when we flew to Chicago, were watching movies in the sky. That's insane. That's bizarre. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking insane. Um, but yeah, that is a true theory. That's a great movie about cats. <laughs> that is a true theory. And by true theory, I mean a not real thing people say. <laughs> Much like the History Channel's History of Vampires <laughs> that they play on Halloween. The History of Vampires, a.k.a. one guy wrote a book <laughs> about them. <laughs> Bram Stoker. And that's it. Yeah. That's the fucking History of Vampires. There are no vampires, everyone. <laughs> There's no history because <laughs> it's not fucking real. Um, luckily, Mr. Futterman gets his way home, though. I don't even know how because they don't let him drive his plow home. <laughs> Uh, Billy and uh, what did I say her name was Kate Kate Billy and Kate take a walk home Kate's Kate is a a bummer (laughs) Kate's a bummer we'll find out why later but I mean still a bummer I mean regardless of her situation she her line here while they're walking home is everyone's at home opening presents while some people are opening their wrists (laughs) yep thanks Kate (laughs) Thanks, fucking Kate. But that's all right, because Billy follows it up with an even more insensitive comment, because when he finds out she doesn't celebrate Christmas, his response is, what are you, Hindu? (laughs) As if he's never heard of any other religion. Nothing else. (laughs) Nobody's Jewish. Nobody's anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, nothing. It's just, he Hindu. I don't even know if that's is that even a religion. Hindu? Yes, it is. I don't even know what it is. Well, look who's the ignorant one now. <laughs> but I would never say that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Billy looks like. You know that cartoon with the mice, even I mean, I think it's called The Night Before Christmas. Yeah, I just watched it. They probably should have. Twas the Night Before Christmas. Put, they probably should have picked it up. Yeah, it's that fucking asshole Albert. Even, even a miracle. Yeah, yes. Dude, um, come on. Billy, this song gets stuck in my Billy, head. This is me Billy, off. Dude, that song is a beautiful song. <laughs> Billy, Billy looks like one of those people. Oh, because they always have the stocking caps with big stupid curly hair. Big curly hair yeah. and his nose even is very yeah. very much like the drawings. They they missed the boat on casting him in a live action version of that. <laughs> they really did. I hope Disney uses that fancy CGI that they use for like Michael Douglas and shit and Ant-Man to make him look the, young. Yes. <laughs> the re, the, I forget what they call it. Regen- so yeah, they really missed the boat with that. Uh, the, we cut back to the professor who's... Uh, Injects the poor gremlin with some bullshit. I don't even know what water. I guess <laughs> he's being a real asshole. For he's really being malicious because he's just a high school science teacher. Yes, and he has needles that he's prepared to stick in an animal that he's never seen in his life. <laughs> fucking insane, really. What Would you, you bring anything to a high school teacher? No. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it last week. I had a high school science teacher that was sleeping in his sister's basement because his wife left him. Like, He's not capable of handling a monster. A mogwai. A mogwai? Get the fuck out of here. Billy's not even capable. Well, of course Billy's not capable. Billy's not capable of living alone. Um, well, Billy's home, and now he's got a half dozen mogwais in his house. And they're all just screaming at the top of their lungs in this box and jumping up and down. Um Billy goes and gets him some food because it's it's not midnight yet, and we see the gremlins start. The gremlins in the box are plotting. <laughs> they just turn around and start, like, which is so funny. Um, it's so fucking funny. But their plan works. They go up. Billy comes back with tons of food. Uh, really, it's just fucking chicken eggs, or I mean, chicken wings. Chicken <laughs> eggs. Chicken wings. Um, and when Billy wakes up, he realizes they cut the cord on his clock. Two movies in a row with chicken wings. Yes. Dude, <laughs> so excited to talk about Deathbed. Fun fact, we're actually going to be doing Deathbed after this while we record, but you have already first. you have already heard it. So we're, we're yeah, we're really excited about Deathbed. Super excited about Deathbed. Um <clears throat> so he realizes, you know, Billy in the Billy wakes up in the morning and realizes Somebody cut the cord, and he looks down, and there are slimy-ass eggs all over his room, like pods. Yeah, like cocoons. Cocoons. Now, when you were 10 to 13, did you know what a cocoon was? I think so. Uh, you definitely did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you 100% did. Oh, because he does. No one does. Because okay, <laughs> high school teacher is explaining to these children uh, is, is he explaining it to Billy too, or is it just, it might just be Corey Feldman, but it doesn't matter regardless. Corey Feldman's like, what's a cocoon? <laughs> and the guy's like, well, you go in it and you transform. And Corey Feldman's like, oh wait, no, Billy is there a hundred percent. And also learning about cocoon. 
Yes. As an adult. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Because yeah, Corey Feldman's like, oh, you mean like my mom? Which I st- I'm not entirely <laughs> I'm not entirely sure about that joke. I don't I'm not entirely sure what it means. Um and and the teacher legitimately and earnestly answers him and says no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no you uh, stupid idiot. <laughs> here's what a cocoon is. <laughs> And, and we we also get to be subjected to what a cocoon is. Yes. Um, yeah, so that, that was fun. Um, <laughs> at the school, though, the gremlin does hatch. And wait, doesn't the dog get it before, right before that? His dog gets hung with Christmas lights. Holy shit. I totally forgot about that scene. I didn't write it down for some reason. It, it pissed me the fuck off. That was crazy. Yeah. He thinks Mrs. Beagle did it. Yes. But it was just asshole gremlins. Is the dog dead? It doesn't come back again, does it? Holy does shit. Does it? I thought maybe it was just tied up. Yeah, some, yeah, I don't think they killed the dog. That would be real dark because they find the dog and they they untangle it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Holy shit. That would be really fucking dark. But I don't put it past this movie either. I mean, this woman threatened to slowly right. murder and kill a dog, so... It's not past it. And the gremlins. That's why it makes sense for it to happen. Yeah. The gremlins are weird because sometimes they're all about just pranking and sometimes they're just want to murder you. They're very malicious. (laughs) It depends. They really want to fucking kill you. And then other times they just want to like tie your shoelaces together. Yes. (laughs) At the end, they're either doing like three stooges routines or throwing knives at your face. (laughs) It's so true. It's so fucking true. Well, it's true. Half of them are the goofiest fucks in the world or dressing up like human characters and acting out movies. And then the other half are loading guns. Yes. And trying to hunt you down in a store. It's the most wild fucking thing in the world. That is so fucking funny. (laughs) Um, Wow. That is fucking amazing. So at the school, um, the gremlins have hatched. And the professor is trying to find it and lure it out. Um, but he gets got. He, he puts the candy bar under the desk and the gremlin grabs his arm. Curtains for him. He's done. Billy shows up to talk to the professor. Finds the body. Tries to grab the phone to call for help. And we see our first gremlin hand come out and scratches Yes. Scratch his hand, but then scurries into an air vent and disappears. Um, Billy runs across what seems to be the entire school to the nurse's office where the gremlin is hiding in the medicine cabinet somehow and just pops out and is like, (laughs) and then goes into another air vent and disappears again. Um, So the gremlins are on the loose and we've already gotten our first look. And again, they could have held off on showing those gremlins literally until... You see the army in the street, the army of gremlins later on in the street. They could have done that, right? But they don't. They just show you. They just show you everything right off, right off the bat. Like these scenes are not. They're not throwaway scenes, but you didn't need to show them in a medicine cabinet popping out. You definitely didn't. Um, And it's just, I like it. I like it a lot more. It's just so transparent. They're not trying to. Aren't they throwing darts at Gizmo? Yes, that's about yes. Right now we cut back to Billy's house where Gizmo's just tied up on a dartboard crying <laughs> and they're just throwing darts at him. They are they are gremlins are such fucking assholes. It's so weird. Um and Billy's mom is home and she's downstairs and she hears this commotion which 
Gremlins are the loudest creatures on Earth. They're just like, <laughs> and doing terrible shit. And Gizmo's crying. And the mom grabs a knife, starts going upstairs. But there's a little bit of cat and mouse here where the gremlins are kind of scurrying around the house. Mom's both trying to find them and also figure out what the fuck's happening. Right. I guess that's more it, it which is really what anyone would do. She's trying to get closer to figure out what the fuck's happening, but she's also backing up sometimes, being like, I don't want anything to do with right. this bullshit. No, it's a very realistic reaction. Yeah, that's how you would be. You, you'd be like, I need to find out what- Imagine a gremlin in your what house. What is laughing upstairs? Yeah. That's exactly what you would do. <laughs> but I'm also not going to go upstairs all the way. Yes. I'm just hoping to catch a glimpse somehow. Yeah. Um, and she ends up finding them in the kitchen. They're somehow in the kitchen. One is in- Billy Calls. Oh, is that what it is? Well, Billy calls to Warner, and the gremlins cut the phone line. Got it. Fucking Makes gremlins. sense. They are fucking assholes. And the, so the mom's got eyes on them now in the kitchen, and one of them, for some reason, sticks her head in a... Oh, she's making cookies. So he sticks his head in the mixing thing, and she turns it on, and we get gremlin gore yeah. from minute she one. She fucks them up. Oh, my God. She... It was. This is actually pretty fucking crazy. Again, for a children's movie, this is fucking insane. Or what people often consider a children's movie. This is not for children. No. There's no way this is for children. But she puts one in a microwave. That's what I was... Yes. <laughs> well, so the first one, she grinds up <laughs> and splatters all over the kitchen. The second one, she literally just stabs the fuck out of with a knife. Yes. Takes a gremlin and just stabs the shit out of it. <laughs> Final exam style. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect example for a stabbing film. Um, and then the third one, she puts in a microwave and it fucking explodes. Yes. It's grotesque. Microwaving anything that's living, monster or not. Is Did you see Last House on the Left remake? Yes. Paul's so pissed at the end when they put the head in the microwave. Really? <laughs> Why? Yeah. I remember when he saw it in theaters, he was very upset. Told <laughs> me it was the most stupid ending you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about it? Could that happen? The head exploding? Yeah. I feel like you would just, it would get burned and you die. Like, I, I don't. Why think wouldn't you, the UV rays just leave the microwave and you'll be fine? They're, they're, not closing, they're not closing you it's, in. It's direct in at it. I don't think. Yeah, but how come when you open a microwave after you cook something, the rays don't come out and hit you? Because also, why is anything we eat that's microwave safe? Then it's not. <laughs> that's the problem. I think. I think many people have been saying that for a long time. Well, <laughs> um, I have so many questions now. What were we talking about? A gremlin in a microwave. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so the mom gets got though by a gremlin in a, hiding in a Christmas tree. Just a gremlin perching in the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. It tackles him, but Billy comes home just in time, smashes it into the fireplace with a golf club or something. And Stripe is the last one remaining. They killed all the gremlins. Yes. It was almost, they almost had this. It wasn't, it wasn't a golf club. It was like a, a sword. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, the one off the wall. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they almost had this shit locked down. They mm -hmm. almost... <laughs> saved a lot of trouble, but Spike looks at them and laughs and jumps out a window. He does. It, like, like one of those cartoons where they just dive through. <laughs> yeah. 
like the Simpsons yeah. when, when some when somebody's when somebody just jumps out the window and drives away. That's exactly what Spike does, and uh, Spike immediately goes and finds a swimming pool at the school. Brilliant. Much like the It's Alive Babies, apparently these gremlins have a map of the entire city <laughs> and can just navigate the city perfectly fine uh, because Spike gets to the school fine and just cannonballs into the swimming pool. The things they did in this movie are so funny. I, I don't know. It just makes me laugh so hard. I mean, that's brilliant that for him to do that. And and for Spike to actually... I, but I'm, I, I mean, that is brilliant. I was talking more that Spike cannonballed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just makes it that much funnier that a monster would cannonball. Yeah. All you had to do is just jump just, like, in the dip water. his toe in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cannonballs into the pool. Um, it's amazing. So Billy goes to the cops, obviously, who are obviously like, you're full of shit. One is uh, Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad. Is it? Yeah. The younger one. He has, he has hair. Get the fuck out. I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? That's him? Yeah. Holy shit. Jonathan Banks. How did he age so poorly? <laughs> well, that was 30 years ago. I guess that's true. <laughs> I think it was great. Uh, yeah, I think it was sure. shittier then because he still had like patchy hair. <laughs> he was like an idiot. He did look like an idiot. Um, and now <laughs> we see our army of gremlins. Yeah. After the police are like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking idiot. <laughs> we see Spike or Stripe. Which, by the way, is the right reaction. Oh, 100%. It's one of those ones where you're like, yes, correct. <laughs> uh, stripe comes walking down the street. A little claymation Stripe comes walking down the street. And he kind of hollers for the other ones. And a horde, hundreds of gremlins come flocking out. And they are they are ready to roll. Yes. It's amazing. Um and now it's just murder, a murder fest. Now it's just a murder fest. They go to Fudder, Fuddermans, Fuddruckers, Fuddruckers, Fudmakers, um, who they murder with his own fucking yes. earth mover. Incredible. Right through his house. <laughs> he he comes out because he hears them. Ah, damn gremlins. God damn gremlins. And the gremlins are inside of it. They come chasing him with it. He goes in the house, so you're thinking, oh, it's all good. The gremlins crash through the house and murder him and his wife in cold blood, running him over with a with fucking farm equipment. That is terrible. Uh, then we meet a guy who, uh, for some reason, is sticking his entire hand into a mailbox. <laughs> Instead of just throwing mail into a mailbox like a normal human, he has to put his entire hand in. And the gremlins get him. So, you know what? That's on him. You should not put your entire hand in a mailbox. Then... The cops decide they're going to go patrol, but the gremlins snap their brake line while they're looking at people being murdered by gremlins. We see a guy dressed as Santa running around. They're like, oh, man, that's Dave. He dresses up as Santa every year, and he's just covered in gremlins. <laughs> and Mike Ermintrow is like, oh, what, what, are, what are those things? And it's like, Mike, Mike just drive away. <laughs> Fucking monsters. Dude, this part... I love this part of the movie because it goes back and forth from being like a legit horror and being so stupid at the same time. Yes. Like, like the gremlins take a break at some point from like you know pillaging the town <laughs> to Christmas Carol. Like this is straight up Christmas caroling. And like they they'll and they'll just wear human clothes. They'll put on wigs and yeah. shit. Yeah. It's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> it makes no sense. Nothing about this makes sense. There's so many female gremlins wearing wigs. 
<laughs> yes, there are. And and I think the same point, If again, apologies because my fucking computer's not loading, but I think at the same point, Mrs. Beagle, they, they cut to like her house. Oh my God. And like a cartoon just fast runs up the stairs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Mrs. Beagle. Well, so the cops try to drive away. They crash because they cut their brake line. The cops are dead. They just murdered two police officers. Uh, then we get the gremlin bar scene, which might be one of the best scenes in movie history. Yeah. It agreed. is so fucking iconic and mm-hmm. so fucking funny. Dude, a gremlin sitting there with three cigarettes in its mouth? Yes. I mean, really, the gremlin bar scene was us in college. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, a whole dip in my bottom lip and as many cigarettes as I could <laughs> Disgusting. It totally was so gross. Like <laughs> it was, and it was exactly us. And I bet you the people that wrote it obviously knew that they 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 went to college and they were like they probably said college needs to be fucking banned. College one, I will not send my child to college. <laughs> Absolutely not. He can not go to college. It's fine because it's insane. Because this behavior is exactly what we were doing. There's no exaggeration here. I mean, we weren't small enough to hang on to. A fan and get spun around the but room. But we would. But we would. A hundred percent would have. A hundred percent would have. Um, it it was so weird. And then oh, and then another it's funny. There's such a good parallel. Like <laughs> the gremlins are just getting off on their own, like you do when you go to college. It's exactly just being right. a stupid asshole and acting like assholes in public while the entire town's like, "Come the fuck on." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the people that live in these college towns must. Want to blow their fucking brains out? Hey, remember when I had my house up couple. there? Yeah, we had like normal families. <laughs> yeah, a, like a family with children, and there'd just be like half naked dudes. And I mean, by half naked, I mean full naked, doing the mangina on my front steps. <laughs> the cars that drove by, <laughs> and even more like us. We see a scene where the the gremlins are standing on a pool table using a croquet mallet, while one of them rolls a ball to him. He hits it, <laughs> so it's similar to baseball, but then there's beer bottles set up as pins, and they just shatter. It's the most mess. It's the biggest mess you could cause by doing something so stupid. And I immediately thought about the time we were playing baseball with 40-ounce 40, 40 beer malt liquor bottles. What was this? In my backyard. <laughs> it was after the 666 party. Well, that's remember? probably why I don't remember. Yeah. We were throwing 40-ounce bottles... Like pitching them while somebody had a bat and was <laughs> hitting them. There was so and many my parents times backyard. when we would do shit like that, and then the next morning I would wake up and be like, oh, I have to clean this fucking bullshit up. Like, my mom was furious. My mom came out and was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I mean, we were adults. It wasn't, you know. <laughs> we all had responsibilities the next day. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, we also see a gremlin pretending to be a mobster. And we also see one in a trench coat who flashes Phoebe Gates, <laughs> but he doesn't have any genitalia. Yeah, and one gremlin is just has two puppets and is talking <laughs> for the puppet. It's the craziest shit. One's doing flash dance. Yes. <laughs> um, and then finally, the bartender gets a fucking clue and just uses a camera to blind, basically murder all of them <laughs> just with a camera. And then there's a gremlin bank robber. As she's leaving, there's a gremlin in a ski mask with a fucking gun. Yeah. This movie is so crazy. Oh, shit. But luckily, Billy shows up 
turns on his high beams and scares them all, which is all they need. This entire town just needs to pull out flashlights. All this town needs to do is get a bunch of flashlights. Yes. Or spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. And once morning comes, you've won the battle. <laughs> you just have to, like, board up your houses. That's also true. Um, yeah. It's weird. Um, so Billy saves her, and we learn about a little bit about Kate's backstory here, why she hates Christmas so much. And um, another bummer story here from Kate. <laughs> her dad was dressed up as Santa Claus, died on the roof. <laughs> Dude, such a depressing story. Wait, was he stuck in the chimney? Yes. That's what I thought. Yes. But <laughs> she's trying, he's trying to go down, which and is stupid. And he was holding all their presents and his <laughs> totally deserved it. I felt the same thing. <laughs> Died in the chimney. Um, and that's the end of Kate's death. And that's why she doesn't celebrate Christmas anymore. <laughs> and because she's Hindu. And because she's a Hindu. <laughs> I wish Billy followed that up. That story up with, well, what does this have to do with you being Hindu? <laughs> <laughs> um, now they decide, you know what, it's time to get this fucking asshole Spike. Let's kill him and end this bullshit. Uh, so they go to the movie theater and still find hundreds of gremlins hanging out in the movie theater. But they're all there. They're all in one place. It's movie night in Gremlin Town tonight. Yes. Uh, and they are watching... Snow White, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And they all sing hi-ho. No, every word. <laughs> Even Gizmo, who's in the, the, the Billy's yeah. backpack. He's outside singing it. <laughs> um, Billy and the girls start a fire with the intentions of burning it down. And they do. And they do. They kill all of them. It blows up. Except for Stripe. Except for Stripe, who's outside stealing candy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Billy sees them, uh, you know, and... You know, everyone's seen the fucking movie, so <laughs> let's just end it. Uh, no, but he chases them inside this. It's a toy store. Montgomery Ward. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. Chases them inside. Um, they have a big fight. Uh, Stripe throws saw blades at his head, missing him. I don't know how. And Gizmo's driving a Barbie car. <laughs> and Stripe then starts shooting him with a crossbow, missing him every time. Uh, and Stripe is a fucking asshole, really. And yeah. yeah, and then yeah, and Gizmo's driving around in a fucking Corvette, toy Corvette. Uh, he's got Billy down and starts running at him with a fucking chainsaw, um, which he blocks with a wood bat. <laughs> the chainsaw does not go through the wood bat though. And then here comes D- D- uh, Giz in his toy car, um, and Stripes. What I don't even know how it happens, but Stripe, Stripe gets knocked over. And the chainsaw drags him like a thousand feet for some reason. Yeah. Into this area. I don't even know what you'd call it, like a little garden area. Mm-hmm. And then Gizmo, it's Gizmo that opens the uh, sunlight. Yep. He opens it. Uh, he opens the blinds. Stripe, though, went in there with the intention of jumping in the water because there's a little pond, pond yep. thing. Uh, but Gizmo hits the lights, and that's the end of it. Uh, Stripe is dead (laughs) and he melts and it's horrifying. (laughs) It's fucking gross. It's really fucking gross. It's the most disgusting pile of shit I've ever seen. It's not for children. It's gross. No doubt. Um, And everyone is happy. Except for uh, Mr. Wing. Mr. Wing, (laughs) who's fucking pissed and rightfully so. Uh, Sold under his nose. 
Yeah. No, he deserves to be pissed. Oh, yeah. And all three rules were broken, and, <laughs> and the entire town was destroyed. And everyone's really upset because Mr. Wing <laughs> says, you guys didn't follow any of the rules. <laughs> and I'm taking Gizmo away from you. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> it's like, you guys can't handle this shit. And they're still very confused. Um, and they are clearly all terrible Mogwai owners. Yes. Although Mr. Wing does tell... Uh, I want to drop um, Billy that one day he'll be a good gizmo owner, which makes no sense <laughs> because he was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that was almost all Billy's fault. <laughs> yes, mainly because Billy hangs out with children, and that's uh, Gremlins, guys. Yeah. That was um, that was Ashley Moody's pick from Tennessee. Her yes. pick for I hate hurricanes. Thank you for the donation. Great hairdresser, wonderful hairdresser, wonderful fashionista. Mm. Does close yeah. the White Rabbit Boutique. Check it out. And um, so thank you, Ashley. Thanks for the donation. That Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we should pick movies for next week. All right. La, 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 la. Although we might do something special next week. I'm not sure yet. Really? Yeah, you know, it's the end of the year. Maybe we'll do Having something. Paul over? Well, we do have to do some Patreon stuff with Paul. Okay. Now we Christmas. Oh, we're doing it? Yeah. That's not Patreon. Oh, I got you. It's yeah. going to be exclusive to Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do Meowie Christmas. Oh, I think so. But this is fantastic news. I was the one that was pushing for it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, All right yeah. Meowie Christmas and, and it's not even, something. Not even a horror movie. No. <laughs> but that's everyone that we posted. Joe posted. That guy. Everyone was, everyone was like, do it. They have a fake Alex Jones. <laughs> and the cat believes him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got, we've done the deathbed. Oh, I know what we got to do. We got to, we got to go backwards a little bit. Oh wait, no, we don't. We did those. Are we doing the standings this year? No. Good. <laughs> Last year we said we're not going to do it, but I was thinking maybe we do it for Patreon. Okay. Cause yeah. Live. I would do that. At a restaurant. Yeah, I'd do that. Okay. That'd be fun. Um, oh, so this week, Mr. Stevie Webb, the toast of London. Yes. Broadway in London, West End. I never know West. what it's called. <laughs> Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> no, he's in Book of Mormon, and I think it's called the West End up there. Okay. Downton Abbey? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Middle Earth. <laughs> uh, Diagon Alley? We have so many friends in in England, the UK. They're probably all offended now. <laughs> I feel like we say that every time we talk about We do. And they all tweet me and are like, you're kind of a jerk, but we still like you. <laughs> um, he ha- he has, he's got amazing picks. Slugs, Dolly Dearest, and Cellar Dweller. Now, we had originally said we wanted to do Dolly Dearest. Yes. But I'm like really hung up on Cellar Dweller just because of me. <laughs> but we could do Dolly Dearest. The fuck is Cellar Dweller? Look, just look up the cover because it's a little monster. <laughs> I mean, I was being serious when I asked you because if it's real stupid, then I'm sold. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's very stupid. <laughs> Do you remember the rap group Cellar Dwellers? Yes. Do you? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what. Look at them fucking monster. <laughs> it's like a dickless. It's like a dickless hair. Wait, I don't see. I, wait. All I see is the cover of a hand grabbing a leg. 
Oh, oh, we're doing cellar dwellers. <laughs> 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 oh, think... Dickless Harry. Wait, Harry and the Henderson had a dick. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot more fur. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, we got, oh yeah. Who's to say? Who's but it's okay because <laughs> somebody, somebody else has Dolly Dearest um, that we can do yeah, great. another time. <laughs> thank, uh, God. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. So, Dolly. <laughs> <This movie> rules. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've been, I, I've been wanting to do Cellar Dweller since I saw it. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so glad we're doing it. Uh, so, Cellar Dweller it is. Thank you, Stevie Webb. We are pumped. Joe is basically giddy over here right now looking at Wait, is Jeffrey Combs in this? I don't know. It's 1988. Um, all right. Yeah, he is. Oh, look at that. Look at that. All right. And then we have up next, oh, let's see what we got here. <laughs> You're right over there? Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing at this movie called The Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen that. I, yes, this looks awesome. Yeah, we. I. I think it's on a list that I put together just for us. <laughs> I, I hope somebody chose that. Um, and so we're doing Cellar Dweller, Mr. Stevie Webb. Thank you, and our buddy Ron Swarthout. Swarth. I don't know how to say this fucker's name. <laughs> I love this guy. He's on Twitter with us. Always hanging out with us. Love him. Uh, Ron Swarthout. I don't know, man. Some names are tough for me. Saw, an original. Now, I've really wanted to do the entire Saw franchise. Like one bang, mm -hmm. bang them out. But I think we can start with the first one. I think that's a good place. And we, we could hit Saw okay. first and just, just go from there. Uh, Ooh, and then maybe a Saw roundtable with Paul. Okay. That, that sounds pretty yeah. good. If there's anything I'd like to hear is <laughs> Paul react to how ludicrous Saw gets as it goes <laughs> on. <laughs> how furious he gets as it gets shittier and shittier. Um, they so had a Saw 2 premiere at the Buckland Hill Malls for employees only. And me and Paul snuck into it. And we really? sat there through the, all the previews until somebody turned to us and was like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, who do you guys know? And I was like, oh, Mike. And he's like, oh, okay. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the exact words. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw Sin City at an employee-only screening, but I thought it was a, a real screening, so I just went. And the guy's like, yeah, this is for employees only. I was like, oh, that fucking sucks. And he's like, you can come with me, though. Oh, what the hell? And I was like, oh, awesome. And he just... Let me in. Well, he's like, yeah, he's my friend. That's awesome. I know. It was like the best night ever. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the best night ever. Not a great. Who cares? <laughs> and Sin City's good. So that's it. Saw. Adios. Adios. Solar Dweller. Saw coming up next. Maybe there may be a delay. We may do something a little funny or special. Um, I'd like to do a year end again, but maybe we'll do that for Patreon only too. Okay. All right, All right guys. Uh. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's the best way to help us. We appreciate everyone that does that. Thank you so much. And if you do email me, Sean, that's S-E-A-N. Some of you are very confused about that and mm -hmm. angry about it. Uh, Sean at IHateHorror.com. Uh, and I'll send you some free stickers in the mail. 
Uh, you re- uh, I already said that. Uh, Facebook.com slash I Hate Horror, I Hate Horror.com. We've got some very few shirts left at store.ihatehorror.com, so check that out. I think we have, literally have three shirts left and maybe a hat. Um, so check it out. And uh, what else do we have to plug? Anything else? Oh, we're on Spotify now. Yeah. So add us on Spotify. Pretty and uh, yeah, Instagram and f- the other thing, Snapchat <laughs> at I Hate Horror. Twitter at I Hate Horror Show. Your turn, I guess. Uh, at Joe V421, Boog Nation 1985, and Horror Show Joe. Dude, we've been doing this for three fucking years, and every fucking time. <laughs> Has it really been three years? Yeah. Oh, shit. And in January, huh? Uh, the end of this month, December Re- 20th. Oh, yeah. We did, um, what did we do? All Through Tales the House. The yeah. Fucking wow. crazy, right? And I still can't do the end. It's literally been the same thing three years. for a very long time. <laughs> Um, so thank you all so much happy holidays everyone we sincerely appreciate all the support you've given us and thank you all so much and yeah guys that's it so for Joe this is Sean stay good thank you adios Diced. A killer. A monster. Just a fucking idiot. Watching movies all fucking.